Welcome to the Futurist Public Intellectual. In this episode, I would like to take a look at a corporation that has been particularly vilified in recent years for raising prices to astronomical levels, Disney. While Disney has a wide-ranging portfolio of products, its most iconic properties are its theme parks. Partially in response to overwhelming demand, Disney has instituted dynamic pricing for its theme parks, meaning that a one-day Disneyland ticket can be as expensive as $179 in 2023, although on the slowest days, it can be as low as $104. The upshot of this is that a typical vacation to Disneyland for a family of four will cost thousands of dollars, even up to five figures, depending on the tier of accommodations and transportation one chooses. Many in the media have criticized Disney for being greedy, but is that criticism justified? I think that people are concerned about Disney and its pricing power because Disney is such a cultural juggernaut in the U.S. For decades, it has been the defining force for American culture, particularly in children's entertainment. The monolithic nature of the corporation has only grown with its acquisitions of Pixar, Lucasfilm, and Marvel. Since Disney now owns the intellectual property rights to Star Wars and the Avengers, that means that Disney has an expansive hold on the imagination of Americans, young and old. However, just because Disney has been so effective at cultural production does not mean that people have a right to Disney's properties. That would be like saying that just because J.K. Rowling created the immensely popular Harry Potter universe, that the global public has a right to consume it. This issue is a little complicated because American intellectual property law would say that Disney, like all authors of cultural production, is entitled to a monopoly on its works for a limited time. That's why copyrights and patents always eventually end. So in a sense, intellectual property law is declaring that culture is a public good and is ultimately owned by the public, even though the author is granted a temporary property right in recognition of their labors. So doesn't that mean that people have a right to Disney since all cultural production is ultimately owned by the public? This is where it's important to make the distinction between Winnie the Pooh and Disneyland. While Winnie the Pooh entered the public domain on January 1st, 2022, and thus the public officially owns the character of Winnie the Pooh, Disneyland is a physical, private, real estate holding. Regardless of the intellectual property status of the characters that inhabit the Magic Kingdom, Disneyland provides an experience that it can justifiably charge for. Perhaps one might want to argue that Disney has become something like a common carrier like airlines or telecommunication companies and therefore should be regulated by the government in the same manner. The problem with this proposition is that entertainment is not a necessity which differentiates it from airlines and telephones. Sure, aviation and telephony were once luxuries, 
not necessities. But once certain technologies become mainstream, it's a completely different ball game. Since Disney is fundamentally an entertainment company, it can charge whatever the market can bear for access to Disneyland. This doesn't mean everything is rosy for Disney. The Disney of recent years is definitely not the Disney of its heyday. The 1990s, for example, was a golden age for Disney in terms of its animated movies, not just in terms of quality, but measured in cultural impact. It's not surprising that Disney's most valuable IP asset, The Lion King, is from 1994. The Lion King is furthermore an original story, not a fairy tale that has been adapted for the screen. I would argue that the main reasons Disney is still posting profits for its shareholders is because its 20th century intellectual property is so valuable, and it's been acquiring other IP assets. In other words, Disney's profits are not primarily due to originality. In fact, for the past decade, Disney has been pumping out live-action remakes of its classics, Cinderella, Beauty and the Beast, and Aladdin. Where is its next Lion King? It is time to challenge Disney's hegemony. Despite Disney's cultural dominance, it is still merely a corporation. Now is the time for another competitor to assert its creative genius. Instead of criticizing Disney for making its theme parks prohibitively expensive, we should encourage others to grab Disney's market share. After all, even in Orlando, Universal Studios is a formidable competitor for tourists' theme park dollars. While the House of Mouse is in a period of creative stagnation, a new challenger has the opportunity to capture the imagination of a new generation of Americans by going beyond fairy tales and superheroes. Thank you for listening to The Futurist Public Intellectual.